Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Today's episode, uh, it's just going to be me, so there's a lot to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about Drew Holiday's injury, but mostly at Yusuf Nurkic's injury, which was disgusting. We'll talk about that at first, and then we are going to discuss a potential rule change and what's going on with that. It's about the uh, whole someone up in the booth for the NFL to review, like, pass interferences and all, like, basically from the NFC Championship game. You know the whole thing. I don't really have to explain that to you. And we're also going to discuss, should the NBA want the Atlanta Hawks to win the draft lottery. We're also going to go over last night's Bruins versus Lightning game, but that'll be that'll be third before we go over that whole Atlanta Hawks thing. So that's going to be a chunk because as a Bruins fan, how can you not talk about the Bruins last night? That was a huge game against the Lightning. So we'll get all, to all of that. Um, coming up right now, first with the Yusuf Nurkic injury. At first, I looked at this injury and I said, I didn't really see it. Like, with these injuries, for me, I don't get too disgusted. It, like, depends on the injury. And I've seen a few, like, really bad. Like, the Gordon Hayward one to me, like, I'm not saying it wasn't bad. But looking at it, I it didn't, like, disgust me too much. I've seen a few. And at first, I saw the new use of Nurkic injury. I didn't look close enough, and I didn't really listen. I didn't really pay attention. I just saw him, like, go down awkwardly in his leg. I was like, how did he break his leg from that? And then I, you know, rewatched it, and I was like, I need to see this again. So I watched it a few times because I didn't really see it. So I was like, no, no, no I need to see this again. Because what happened? I don't think I was paying enough attention. I watch it. I pay close attention to his leg because I didn't before. I don't know why. I turn up volume. I think that was probably my, I wasn't really listening to volume before, but I see his leg, you can hear the pop. You can hear the pop, and his leg literally, I, I, you can't see it, what I'm, like, doing, but his leg literally snapped. I'm not even kidding. And I, oh, oh my god, it was disgusting. And I watched it a few more times just to make, like, but I couldn't. Like, it actually was disgusting what happened. Oh my god, that was bad. That was, oh my, ooh. So if you haven't seen that, I mean, it, it's a little graphic if you want to see it, but oh my god, that, that there are some, like, a lot of injuries that don't gross me out too much, unless someone's poked in the eye, something like that, but this, who I've seen a few bad leg injuries, this is one of them that really made me look away, and that doesn't happen a ton on video, maybe in real life, like, Gordon Hayward's so bad, like, I'm not saying that, but one that's, like, graphic, oh, that was, that was, Oh, that was bad. Ooh. That, that as an NBA fan makes you, ooh, that just gives you chills up your spine to watch. And, you know, oh, I just feel bad for the guy. And I personally think he's super underrated. And now he's finally getting attention. Uh, he, you know, he's a little bit of a trash talker, and I think, you know, he shouldn't be but doing that. But I still think his play is underrated because he's really good defensively. He's good on the boards, like 15 points a night. 10 rebounds, and a good defensive player. So, um, I think he's underrated, and the Trailblazers are going to miss his presence. It definitely hurts their odds a lot, because they need him. Like, Ennis Cantor's all right, but no. he's No, you just need Yusuf Nurkic. Um, but that injury was, oh, that was bad. That was 
That was really bad. And then uh, Drew Holiday's going to miss the rest of the season. Maybe that's the last time you see him in a Pelicans jersey. I think it might be because they should trade him if they trade Anthony Davis. What's the point of keeping Drew Holiday? I still think that guy's a lot of value. That guy, That's a guy that's averaging like 22.7 assists and is one of the best guys. He's one of the best two-way players in the league. I've said it. He's so underrated. He averages like 21 points per game, seven assists, and is one of the best defenders in the league on the Pelicans without Anthony Davis. So that's just incredible what he can do. He's actually a very good player, and I think he's worth the money. Really. Sure, we've seen some injuries here. And yeah, yeah, I'd say he, you know, you look at his stats and you say, is he really that good? Maybe not, and plus his age. But, I mean, his price is not going to be as high. I mean, underrated player. But, yeah, he's going to miss the rest of the season, but Yusuf Nurkic is a big one. That was just disgusting. So, if it's, it could be too graphic for you, but if you're like, all right, I can handle it, watch it. Um, if you can't, I don't recommend it if you can't really take that type of stuff. But it was nasty. Let me tell you. It took me. I was like, I, I don't know how I didn't see it or hear it. Well, I didn't do volume the first time, and it was like tough to see. There was like a ton of bodies, but you can look enough point out his leg, and if you turn the volume up, you can hear the pop at the same time. You literally hear it snap. It's kind of like a popping noise. Not really. Kind of. Uh, and it's just nasty. You see it snap, and it's... Ooh. And then um, he's laying on the ground. You can see it, like, snap. But it, he's lying on the ground, but you can just see that little, like, kind of points up a little. And then, of course, the ref trips over it. The one that he just broke. Uh, but that's that's nasty. I'm glad I haven't had to deal with any of that yet. I don't know how. Um, but I haven't, thank God. Um, but that was nasty. But, uh, yeah, now, after that, um, we are now going to get to the, um, the NFL rule thing that we heard today. So, yeah, let's get to that. Okay, so the rule that most of you may have heard is the First, there are actually two rules, but the one I wanted to get to was the, the a review booth guy, a guy in the NFL up in the review booth to, you know, tell the refs this is blatant, like, like you know, in the NFC Championship on Tommy Lee Lewis, that was a clear pass interference. Someone just to say this is clear, just call it if they miss it. I'm down for that. We're going to get to that in a minute because the first thing I want to talk about is a small one that is getting like no recognition. There will be no changes to the onside kick rule because the Denver Broncos and the commission committee, competition committee proposed this rule the NFL got rejected. Um, to Instead of an onside kick, a team can try a 4th and 15 from its own 35-yard line. That's just crazy. And um, um, John Mara, a co-owner of the Giants, said what are we, the Arena Football League here? So that's just a little something that got rejected if you even knew about it, which I didn't really even know about that. But the big one here is having a guy in the booth. So a lot of people agree with this. This was a unanimous 32 to nothing vote. All the coaches, it was either, co I'm pretty sure it was coaches, got together and voted 32 to nothing that there should be someone up in the booth at at every game, reviewing if there's some blatant no call for a penalty. And there have been a lot. And I've heard most people agree that it should at least be... The NFL is reportedly not even going to vote on it. And the coaches voted 32 to nothing for it. Every coach wants it, and they're not even going to give it a vote. 
and I've heard people say, uh, and they've said things like, well, let's say the coaches, yeah, w- well, obviously, if it's something like, oh, the coaches, obviously, there's going to be some of these things like, do you want a 65-man roster or not? All the coaches are going to vote yes, but that's not it. It's not wild like that. This is in reason, and some people have said that, like, yeah, well, obviously, if it's just like um, you're voting on something that obviously everyone's going to want, this is this is in reason, I think. And a lot of people also say, then there's the people that say, well, this is just going to take long. You know, I feel like the big one's baseball where they want to speed up the game a little, but I think football needs to be sped up a little bit as well. Um, a little bit, at least. Uh, personally, I don't mind the length of the game. I'd like it to be a little quicker, but it goes by... I think sometimes, usually kind of fast, but the review is kind of ridiculous. And people say, you're just adding to review. Now there's going to be a person like, hey, you missed this. And it's going to be like, oh. And then that's just going to cause more controversy if there's something that maybe is like, they missed it, but it was close. And then they're going to be questioning this. And it just maybe opens up another can of beans. I get it. Plus, you know, maybe the length of the game ends up being longer. But whether you want to add this to just playoff games, just the fourth quarter of every game, just the last two minutes of every half, whatever you want to do, you need to do something. You need to take the next step. You're not going to get every call right, but something blatant like that needs to be called. Okay? There's going to be missed calls, but a missed call maybe, you know, in the middle of a regular season game that might have cost a team a game, maybe. But I'm talking that might have cost a team a Super Bowl. And that will never be forgotten. That was blatant. And we can't miss those calls. So I'm willing to do that. You have to at least take it to a vote, okay? It was voted 32 to nothing by the coaches, and it was in reason. It wasn't like, oh, you want a 65-man roster? Obviously. It's not like the league can just give it to them. But this is something in reason that has to be, you know, actually thought about by the NFL and put to a vote, I think. It has to be. Um... And, you know, this is in reason. This is something that can't miss these calls. And the NFL receives a lot uh, of criticism for these missed calls. You want to avoid some of those? This is a good step. Whether I said it is in a playoff game or only implemented in the fourth quarter, only the last two minutes or three minutes of each half. Personally, I think it should be implemented for every game. I think it should be implemented for every game for the fourth quarter and the last two minutes of the second half. Because I feel like, you know, the last two minutes of the second half, things can get a little scrappy out there, and I think that does matter a little. The first quarter, it's like, why? In the third quarter, you know, but the fourth quarter, things start to get intense. You know, last two minutes of the second half, and you're saying, like, every game. And you're probably saying in the regular season, you're saying, like, oh, what? Are we going to implement, like, a week 17 game between, like, some two scrubby teams, like, is, I guess. You know, I, I guess that can be put into consideration. But, I mean, the playoffs, like, listen, it has to be at least put into consideration. It's either got to be, like, the playoff game. Listen, because I don't want to do it for every single minute of every single NFL game the whole year, because then that's just way too long. But parts of it, at least. And I think the regular season has to be implemented, too, because for some of these teams, every game does matter. And that's how it is in the NFL. This was the, you know, NBA, like, regular season. Like, yeah. But the NFL is one of those sports that the regular season actually matters. 
like I think the regular season matters because you know you have to you have to get into the playoffs. But I'm, I you know what I mean. Like you know every game kind of matters. Like to, you know there's only 16 games and like the MLB is 164. If there's a blown call for one game. It's just like forget about it. We don't need that. Maybe just the playoffs. But this is tough because I feel like you know teams are gonna get upset. They're gonna point well we missed the playoffs because it's one game. In the MLB, it's, you know, you can say that about so many games. But when there's 16 games, it's easy to pick one out. So, I don't know. But it has to be put to a vote. It has to be for something. It has to be put somewhere, whether it is just the fourth quarter or only the last two minutes of the game or just the playoffs. Whatever it is, it needs to be put somewhere. They have to do something about this. Because this is never going to be forgotten. We're still talking about it to this day, this call. It's only been a few months. We still talk about missed calls from years ago. And and it's a bad look for the NFL, and they need to do something about it. They have to. They know it's a problem. They have to try to do something to fix it, and it has to be put to a vote. It just has to. This is not something outrageous that coaches are asking for. They voted 32 nothing on a reasonable rule. So, yeah, the Anchor Mobile app, I keep explaining it. Again, just download it, type in AfterBuzz Sports Talk, send in a voice message. Easy. What are your thoughts on this? Anything, suggestions? I'm just going to keep saying it. And I'm getting tired of repeating myself, and I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me repeat myself, so start sending stuff in. Um, so now we are going to get to the um, Bruins and Tampa Bay Lightning game last night. And it was a good game, but the Bruins lost, so uh, we're going to see who's the problem or something that they did good. So, uh, yeah, let's get to that. Okay, so last night the Bruins lost 5-4 to against the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa Bay. And if you don't know a lot about hockey, um, the Bruins and the Lightning are arguably the two best teams in the league. And they're both playing in the same division. Lightning have 122 points in the season. The Bruins have 101. And these are the top two teams in the East. And this was a potential playoff matchup. The Lightning won the first matchup. Bruins won the second. The Bruins played solid last night. I looked at last night's game as a big, like your only real big game left on the schedule. Really, you? I think you may only be five points out of the Maple Leafs for the most part. I think you got the second seed. I think you've got it. You're not going to get the first seed, and I just really hope and I doubt you get that third seed. You follow the third seed. You're just playing too hot, and you didn't even play that bad last night. But I look at and things like. Patrice Bergeron, two assists. Marchand had the two goals, but last night people say, you know, what what did you look at for some of the good parts, some of the bad parts? Well, some of the good parts I saw were the fact that good parts, good parts. I gotta think positive here. Good parts, good parts. Well, Charlie Coyle had a goal, which was nice to see because that guy's done nothing here. Uh, I thought, yeah, let me start with, uh, you, all right, you only lost five to four, and you're missing, uh, Kevin Miller, you're missing Matt Grizzlick, um, so you're missing some defensive, uh, Tory Krug, so you were missing defensemen, how to play, like, um, Steve, what's his name, Camfer, um, there, uh, what's his, the John Moore, you had to play, Connor Clifton, Stephen Camphor, these types of, like, 8th, nine defensemen, 7th defensemen that really, really shouldn't be playing. They didn't play too bad, but you could definitely tell 
it was a huge part of last night's game. Tuka Rask, though, 28 shots, 23 saves. He got five goals. Last night, even Bruce Cassidy said Tuka Rask didn't play that great. He was, like, average. And he, you know, I think some of the goals that Tuka Rask got up weren't really his fault, but you got to make a save here and there. Like, sometimes the defense is going to let you down, and it's going to come down to you making the save, and you just couldn't do it last night. And now, with your remaining schedule, I don't want to see Tuka Rask playing that much. Because Tuka Rask, we all know, the less games in the regular season he plays, the more successful he is in the um, in the postseason. So, you got the Rangers, the Panthers, the Red Wings, the Blue Jackets, the Wild, and the Lightning. In these last six games... I want to see Halak play against the Rangers, Halak play against the Panthers, Halak play against the Red Wings, Rask play against the Blue Jackets, Halak play against the Wild, Halak play against the Lightning. A bit of a stretch, maybe. I think Rask could play maybe two games, but you have to pick and choose. And I just don't want to play back-to-backs. I say the Wild, too, but I just don't want to play back-to-backs. And you'd probably say, well, what about the Lightning that last game? No, you're playing Halak. He's playing Halak. That, that game's going to mean nothing. And if it comes down to it all of a sudden, that wild game, you're, you know, you and the Maple Leafs are tied, fine. We'll play Rask that game. But, listen, I just think you need to start sitting Rask. He's played a few more games at this point than I thought he would. In last night's game, a lot of Bruins fans are saying, we were so close. What were the problems? Why did we lose? Well, I already said one. We had injuries on the defensive end. I thought Rask didn't really play his best game in net last night. Uh, Charlie McAvoy, I hated Charlie McAvoy last night, and he got on your nerves if you're a Bruins fan. And he, twice, he was caught sleeping. He's caught pinching up on offense and then, you know, leaving like Hedman all alone for the goal. Uh, that was a nice move he had, though. But you looked at um, McAvoy last night. Uh,. He didn't. He did nothing. He was pinching up on offense twice, and he was caught twice pinching up on offense. And they went down. And that Tampa Bay Lightning team is so good on the fast break, so good, and they are so fast too on the fast break. And they're so good and smart with the puck and get some good shot shot opportunities. And McAvoy was left pinching up on offense. They caught him sleeping. I wouldn't even say sleeping, but caught him pinching up. Took advantage of it, and he didn't even go back. He just kind of let him go, and it got on my nerves that he did it twice. He just did not have a good game yesterday. Jake DeBrusque really didn't play that great either, and I feel like Krejci this past week has been pretty quiet. He did have a point last night. He had that good assist to Brandon Carlo. That was a good assist. But other than that, like, he hasn't really stood out of late. You know, we've always talked about how you know, he's really good, and now this past week he's kind of disappeared again and gone in for hibernation a little. But he had a good play last night. But I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, you are unlucky. Martian, that penalty at the end, was frustrating. But McAvoy just came out of the box. The lightning score made it 4-5. They just went on a run at the end of that game. Sam Coast got him going early. Kucherov, that guy, I think he's going to win the, what, it's the Hart Trophy, basically MVP. He's had an incredible year. But... <sighs> when I looked at some other bad things last... Early, the Lightning were unlucky, too. That second Brad Marchand goal that went off Bishop, shot up in the air, and came back down, went off his skating into the net. Don't tell me that wasn't lucky. You were also lucky when, uh, what's his name? Um, 
his name was I forget. It's um I think it might have been JT Miller. It was it was someone on the if you watch the game, you'll know who I'm talking about. I forget who it was on the lightning, but he ripped a good shot and it hit both posts and out. So they had you both had your fair share, okay? You got unlucky a little, but I'd say the lightning might have been more unlucky than you. That Marsh angle, they got robbed a goal and they basically let up a goal that shouldn't have gone in and hit the post twice on one shot. How did when does that happen? So I think they were more unlucky than you probably last night. So I don't I don't really think that's a whole thing. Like you had the injuries, but you did blow the lead at the end too. Uh, but at the end of that first half, I saw you kind of get opportunities and sparks. That was a great second quarter. I mean, period. And then that third quarter, you just blew it. And I thought that was like, oh, if you had that game, oh, if you had that game to win the last two against the Lightning in the past like two weeks, oh, that would have been good. You play pretty good against the Lightning. I'm not gonna lie. Last last series, people uh, last year, you lost to them in the playoffs, and people were like, what if? Well, you know, we were pretty close. No, they stomped on you last year. They stomped on you. We stopped making excuses. We got stomped on by the Lightning last year. This year, though, I feel like we've done better to consider that, you know, last night, you know, we just blew it in the last 10 minutes, didn't have three of our defensemen, really. And we're playing guys like Stephen Camphor and Connor Clifton, John Moore, plus Moore got injured in that game. I mean, we played pretty good. I, I won't lie. We blew it in the last 10 minutes. We're missing some defensemen. That said, I guess they hit the post twice. Um, yeah, the Marsh angle is lucky. Um, and you had, you had these ups and downs. They're good. There's a lot of good and a lot of ant to take out of this. But again, the end was mostly in those last 10 minutes. And the other end was injuries, which is, you know, something. Again, that Grizzly injury against the Penguins, I saw it live, which is weird. He's like up against the boards. They check him and he, something weird to his arm. And it was, it was weird. Like when he saw it half, I was like, what happened? And then all of a sudden, Grizzly's gone. Krug's gone. You know, so all these injuries. And you, this is why I think depth's important. And I think you have to at least have like seven reliable defensemen. And you have to have, you know, offense is a little different, but I think seven reliable defensemen. Like, is your seventh defenseman reliable to come in and do something? And then maybe your eighth guy, you know, he can at least be okay. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't get that far, but it does sometimes in hockey. Grueling 82 games. I know, I say in the uh, 80, 82 games, whatever. But in the NBA, I'd say it's a big deal. Like, the Yusuf Nurkic thing. He only played 34 minutes last night, so, you know, I can't really say, oh, it's all the fatigue that caused that injury. I think it is, though. This is why we need 72, 70-game season. That was a double overtime game this late in the year. It's just, no. The season should be, like over by now, or very close to it, because I said they should start the season like a, you know, a few days later, or something, I said, so it stays in kind of the same time frame, basically, but there's more off days in it, so I said they should basically start the season the same time, maybe end it like two days sooner, but there's just a few more off days in there, yeah, basically like eight more off days, that would be great, and you avoid these types of injuries, what's the point of the regular season when we, we know who's in the playoffs, who's not? Um, and we're just risking these players to get injured for basically nothing. I mean, come on, let's cut that 70-72 games we see. Less injuries, 
we see better players like in the playoffs and so we see these gas players and so we see our star players more fresh less fresh less injuries it would just be much better and sure from a fan standpoint less games but it's going to be totally worth it plus seasons less let's admit there's sometimes we're like what what's the point let's just get to the playoffs so personally i you know i don't think it's a huge deal but saying on that you know last night's game lot take away yes from that game was there a lot of excuses to make mostly the defensemen but even i'll agree with that that was kind of eh you know it was a little no a little unfair for that but the goaltending needs to win you that game rask is going to be an x factor arguably the most important piece of your team when you face that lightning team because they're better than you so you have to win it in goaltending you have to hold them to like one goal because they're really good, and Rask needs to show up and hold him to one goal. I, was the defense great for him last night? No. The defense was not very good last night for the Bruins. But he still needed to come up with a few saves there. I'll give him some credit on those. It wasn't his fault. Give him some slack, but he needs to come up with some saves. So now we're going to get to um something I saw by Sports Illustrated, which is that... um. Adam Silver in the NBA should want the um, Atlanta Hawks to win the uh, NBA lottery. And here's why, and here's my thoughts on it. Coming up next. Okay, so um, Sports Illustrated wrote this article. I'm going to read some of it to you on why Adam Silver should be rooting for Zion to go to the Hawks. And if you know me, and I'll explain why in a minute. If you know me, if I'm Adam Silver, I'm rooting for Zion to go to the Knicks. Personally, I really don't want him to go to the Knicks, but... Here's why Adam Silver should be rooting for that to happen. But for now, Sports Illustrated thinks Adam Silver should be rooting for uh, Zion to go to Atlanta. And here's why. Um, granted, the Hawks are the des- Zion destination that should have had the highest approval rating across the board. Zion in Atlanta would mean a decade of alley-oops from Trey Young, and it might mean monthly Fox Sports segments with Dominique Wilkins in which they watch film and discuss various dunks that made opposing players consider retirement. Meanwhile, Zion's passing would be a deadly secondary weapon in pick and rolls with Young. John Collins would be a floor-spacing 20-10 and 10 third option who would also be dunking dudes into oblivion. And Kevin Rel- Red Velvet Hurter, however you want to say that, will be floating around the perimeter and hitting open threes. He's a really good three-point shooter. I don't know if this team could ever guard anyone, but if they are scoring 135 points per game on dunks and 30-foot threes from Trey Young floaters, I don't know if it would matter. Now, he sells me a little here, and it's a good paragraph to convince the reader that they really should uh, root for him to go to the Hawks, but I'm still saying if I'm Adam Silver at the Knicks, that's Atlanta. Would Atlanta get some publicity? Yeah. But wouldn't you want Zion in New York? Like, I get it. That would be a good Hawks team, you know, with that potential. But I think he's overhyping them a little bit. Um... And you're like, yeah, you don't say. I think that team would be good. I wouldn't say they're unguardable. They'd be pretty tough to guard, I would say. That's a pretty good floor space team that has some inside game as well. Like, that's that would be fun to watch. Again, it's kind of like, you know, Zion plus the potential next Steph Curry. It, you know, plus Hurter, who looks like maybe the next Clay Thompson without defense. Overhyped. 
Yeah, so you get my point. But that would be fun. I think it's maybe like the second, third best option. Maybe it's number two. Maybe number three. But the Knicks are still the best option in my mind because if I'm Adam Silver, I need the Knicks to get success. They're the most popular and they arguably most popular. This franchise has had like no success over the years. There were $4 billion, only franchise in the NBA were $4 billion. They, they're in New York. They have a huge fan base. And to give them Zion also is probably going to attract like KD and Kyrie. And if I'm Adam Silver, my number one thing is if I'm, if I rig the, if the draft lottery is actually rigged, which is some proof it could be, I'm giving New York the number one overall pick. Um, again, New York, you need New York to succeed. You need them to. Because you need New York. That's just your big fan base. One of the faces of the league. Uh, they're in New York. And every New York sports team is huge for the league. And the league wants them to succeed because they're in New York. They're super popular. They get a player like Zion. Not only would it be electrifying, fill up the crowd again, and really help the league a lot to have New York be succeeding because they need them to. It could also attract Katie and Kyrie and give them much more interest if Zion goes there. Instead, if the Knicks are left with some, you know, not Jaw Morant or RJ Barrett either, instead they're let's say it's like they're left with, for example, De- DeAndre Hunter, good player, but is he gonna really be like, oh, is he really gonna be the number one factor to attract Katie and Kyrie? No. Again, Katie and Kyrie are probably attracted to uh, New York because they're like, we want to team up. New York is in New York, and they have the cap space to pay us, so let's go there. Um, But you add Zion, that's just going to do anything but help. Get a player like Zion in there? So, again, and you, if you're in the NBA, I'd rather see – in the NBA, the Hawks already have a solid young team. And would that be a good option? Probably like the second, third best option. But the Knicks are still the clear number one choice if I'm the NBA, if I want Zion to go somewhere. The Knicks are the best option. Uh, so, again, Anchor Mobile app, I keep saying it, but I'd love to hear you guys where you think. Knicks, Hawks, or somewhere else? Uh, I'm kind of saying realistic, too. Um but where do you where would you like to see Zion go? Put yourself in shoes of Adam Silver. If you're like a let's say you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan or you're a I don't know you know a Kings fan, whatever any team, you're not gonna be like, well, yeah, I obviously want Zion to go there. But no, put yourselves in Adam Silver's shoes. Where would you rather see him go? You can choose between Knicks or Hawks, or maybe you have another option. But I think those are probably the best two options, really. Um, but again, that's all we have, uh, for you guys today. Uh, thank you guys for listening again, Anchor Mobile app. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next time.